Chapter 37 But what about... Climbing back toward the Abba mansion of our new home at day's end, weary from the excursion to the many communities and villages of the lowlands, we find to our delight vigor reviving in our limbs. Those watching from the spiritual abodes in the low-lying borders and far-flung cities, those shivering and unsmiling in wrath and justice, those with wide smiles but atrophied spiritual muscles and grace, and those millions of satisfied citizens within their variously named communities, churches, movements, and denominations, all look upon us with odd expressions, wondering why we are venturing away from those places where they dwell in such comfort and ease. As we go, the fresh air of the mountains revives our energy. The way grows quieter as we climb. The crowds and bustle and churchy activity recede behind us. The gentleman Jesus kind and wise, allows much room for reflection. He knows the discoveries we have made take time to assimilate. Much have we seen. A great deal occupies our mind and heart. Yet puzzlement remains about what we had thought about earlier before setting out to the borderlands. What about punishment of sin? we suddenly find ourselves asking after a long silence. The question startles even us. We hadn't realized it was lurking so near the surface. If love is the highest, then we try to continue. But our words trail off and the question remains unfinished. Jesus smiles. I am not surprised to hear you ask it. He replies, Why? I don't understand. Perhaps the most common reproach leveled by many of the lowlanders against those who make their home in my father's heart is that they are putting aside his hatred of sin in order to take up residence in his love. It is a great fallacy of thinking among the fogbound who cannot see the four peaks. They can make out only the foothills. Therefore, they are incapable of apprehending the highest mountain truths. To answer you, our Father must eradicate sin from the world. His holiness can never tolerate its evil. This necessity is why he sent me among you, why I went to the cross. He hates sin. If punishment is required to annihilate it from the universe, verily will he send his righteous punishment. From the places we visited, and what you said about his wrath and justice being smaller than his love, and how they were all taken up in the greater characteristics of his nature, does that mean that the punishment of sin is perhaps less severe? Where did you hear a falsehood like that? The words fall quickly from Jesus' lips. I thought perhaps you thought his love, because it is the loftiest peak, infinitely higher than our Father's justice, 
would therefore erase the requirement that sin be atoned for? There were those in the lowlands, when they found I had made my home in love, and love only, who implied that I believed such things. They often think it of those who dwell amongst the peaks. One of the trials that must be borne by the heart-dwelling children is that their own family understands their fellowship with the Father so little. Opposition to the discoveries made on the high slopes is to be expected. Opposition by my own brothers and sisters? Them, most of all. But why is it so? A smiling father threatens their established theologies. They take a valley gratification in representing every characteristic of my father's nature as rooted in what they call his holy hatred of sin. His normal posture to their distorted view is angry and stern. Their small view of God is so preoccupied with his holiness that his children can find no room in his heart wherein they may dwell, no smiles within his gruff personality with which to light the dark paths of their gray world. Remember, the city of justice is one of the most ancient of the borderlands, with more deeply entrenched traditions and theologies than most. Those of such unsmiling countenance pay little heed to what I have told them of the nature of their father. But he loves them dearly, even in their short-sightedness, and is constantly doing all he can to turn their eyes toward his heart of love. Be not anxious about what they say. Their eyes are unable yet to penetrate above the fogs. Give me time with them. I visit them often and am busily engaged in trying to point their gaze upward. 